Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Joe. Many thanks for all of you for listening in and uh, liking and subscribing. Thank you to the brand new subscribers. We've now got 1,350 subscribers and continuing to grow. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your support. If you like this content, go ahead and smash that like if watching on YouTube. And if you haven't already joined us in the Discord or Patreon, links in the description below. We've got a fantastic community, Talking Crypto 24-7. Promise that you will not be disappointed. So come and join us. It's absolutely free. Now, let's get into some crypto talk. It's been another kind of wild Friday. This week has not really played out how I expected it, it to, ladies and gentlemen. Main reason being, been talking about the last few days, stock markets uh, across the board cannot catch a break we just can't get any relief and it's been no different today still think crypto needs to bounce it just hasn't quite happened yet so got bitcoin uh, time recording it's just dipped back under twenty thousand dollars did climb up to around that twenty thousand four hundred earlier this afternoon and it's taken a dip since uh, ethereum uh, 1,570 again, that's just up one percent on the 24 hours so pretty flat across the board again We've just we're on that roller coaster. We've just been going like that, up and down, up and down, but staying in this kind of rough range that we can't seem to get out of. Market can't really make a decision where it wants to go at the minute. Serious battle going on with the bulls and the bears. We had Nick on the live stream earlier this morning, um, giving you the stats, showing you that it's pretty much 50-50 across the board, who's going short, who's going long. So we don't really know how this one's going to exactly play out at the moment. Now, Reason being, I've said about um, equities markets, I mean, it's looking really bad, got to be honest. So, you know, the last uh, in the last 30 days, S&P's down 5%, NASDAQ's down 8%, and the Dow Jones is down 4.5%. That's just in the last 30 days. Let's be honest, the summer relief party rally, whatever you want to call it, it's not just over, it's dead. It is dead, and it's going further downtown by the looks of things. I mean, do expect a bounce. There's got you got got to be some kind of a bounce, but I don't think we're going back to those levels that I called out as major resistance a few weeks ago. I think that's going to hold, and I think it's going to be some time until we uh, certainly reclaim those levels. And could it be next year? Absolutely. You've got to um, you know prepare for the worst. This is just my feeling. Now, why is everything taking a bit of a further dip um, this morning, or rather, you know, stop that? run that Bitcoin got on, got up to rather at 20,400. Well, the DXY is continuing to pump now looking solid on absolute solid support at 109. Even I'm surprised by that. Once we got to that, just under 110, did expect a pullback to maybe, you know, 107 and a half, 108, and then get going again. It already just looks solid at 109. I've got to be honest. And it's not been helped by uh, news. We had the, the jobs report come out in the U S um, earlier today, unemployment was a fraction higher than expected, which again is bearish. This is not good news, but also we've seen a, seen a reactive dump uh, from Europe. Um, news came out a few days ago uh, that uh, Russia essentially um, providing uh, gas to uh, Europe on the Nord Stream 1. Uh, they said they said they technically uh, closed it a few days ago because there, were, there was an incident they needed to do some uh, maintenance. However, they've now... Um, announced that it's not going back on um today as 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 it was as they were expecting it was going to and they're saying that there's a further uh, leak that needs investigating now why is this shut markets well essentially there's you know a lot of speculation that is this political games is there actually a leak is there not 
is the is the gas going to be turned back on? Obviously, we're heading into the autumn now. The summer's over. Winter's just around the corner. This is rocking markets and spreading a lot of fear that this is politically motivated, potentially, you know, and that there is those fears that is the, is the gas not going to be turned back on? If that gas is not turned back on, natural gas prices are going to skyrocket, especially in Europe. Okay, that is going to really hurt markets worldwide. And again, it's not going to be it's not going to be good for bring you know dropping the DXY, bringing dollars back across the board, giving retail investors money in their pocket, especially in Europe if they've got to pay you know serious um, money to to heat their homes. That's if people can afford to. A lot of people are struggling out there, and it's really not nice uh, what's going on. But we've got to face up to it. We can't just we can't just make up uh, you know better macroeconomic facts to to suit some moon boys. Um, you know, agenda to, to get this market pumping. We keep it real with you on this channel, ladies and gentlemen. Just telling you how it is, this is not bullish news, okay? So be aware. But I do think, I've, met, I've called it out, still think we've got a lot lower to go potentially on equities. Did say that 25,000 on the Dow Jones is not beyond the realms of possibility, in my opinion. You know, NASDAQ could go sub 9, 9K. I, I, really, I really can see these levels. This is my worst case scenario prediction. Just want to get that across. I'm not saying that it's going to be a complete, you know, nuclear economic disaster. I'm just saying this is this is these are the worst case levels that I'm personally looking at. I'm seeing in the charts. Okay. Now, if you hit those levels, you better believe that Bitcoin is going to be going um, downtown. We still expect lower lows on this channel. No change uh, with that, and you know with what we're seeing going on uh, from a macroeconomic perspective at the moment. It's all it's all adding up, right? It's all adding up, but. The only thing what it is affecting is that we just didn't get that bounce that I was expecting to have seen so far this week. Um, it's just not it's just not played out. Now, could there be some relief next week or you know into the weekend? I personally don't think there'll be you know much action over the weekend, but I'm kind of hoping that you know we will see potentially some green back next week, a little bit of green just to get just to get, get that bounce going, get that final, get that final bull trap before we before we head down further that would be ideal reason why i say that'd be ideal it'd be easier to trade potentially it would be easier to trade and give you more confidence potentially getting in some short positions definitely some uh, you know it's definitely riskier to be loading up heavy at the moment and i wouldn't personally be doing that um i have put out a trade in our trader tier patreon uh, today about i'm laddering into the position gently because it's hard to call you know how far that's going to retrace so if you're interested in trading with us check out the link in the description below also i've got you know fantastic deposit bonus up to four thousand dollars on bybit if you're interested in trading on bybit links also in the description now let's get into some crypto news because there has actually been you know some fair news out today despite all this macroeconomic bearishness going on okay so positive positive news for cardano finally got the vassal upgrade date confirmed iohk have put this out on twitter in the last few hours so following the successful completion and extensive testing of all core components plus confirmed community readiness we are along uh, with the cardano foundation we can now announce 22nd of september so put that one in your diary folks 22nd of september for the vassal upgrade on the cardano mainnet so exactly exactly one week after the ethereum merge and just a few days before that, we got the Fed meeting. So as if, and we've got Mt. Gox releasing on the 15th as well. So as if we didn't have enough coming up in the next coming weeks, we've also got the Vassal upgrade going ahead. So plenty, plenty going on. 
So Vassal is the most significant Cardano upgrade to date, bringing increased network capacity and lower, lower cost transactions. The upgrade will also bring enhancements to Plutus uh, to enable developers to create more powerful and efficient blockchain-based applications. So this is, you know, we've been talking about this on the channel. We've been waiting for this date. Um, we've seen like, we've seen some FOMO a few weeks, months ago uh, around this. And, you know, it, it, it's pulled, it's pulled back since. Do I personally think that this is going to blast off Cardano anytime soon? Absolutely not. I don't. I've talked about, I think the Hydra upgrade that's going to be coming later, much later down the line is going to be more important in my opinion. And, you know, I've got lots of layer two scaling projects as well to look forward to. So all, all that's going to happen down the road for Cardano. Just keep looking at the roadmap. Look, from the bullish perspective, it's great. It's happening. More. This is going to be so much easier for uh, developers to build on Cardano. This is going to be massive for the ecosystem down the road. However, in terms of creating manufacturing some bull run against what else is going on in the wider crypto space, it's not going to be strong enough to do that, in my opinion. But it is bullish long term, just not in the immediate or short term. Now, what what an opportunity to buy the dip potentially when the bull market comes is I've talked about a lot of people are fudding NFTs saying that the you know this this craze uh whatever it, that they're never coming back. I could not be further uh, further rather I couldn't disagree more uh, with this. I personally believe that NFTs are here to stay. They will be huge. I think it's going to be a massive, massive market. Just currently, we're seeing you know, a huge loss in value, but this is just because it, they're so early, so early, so speculative, and we're seeing how much that the market's coming down. So OpenSea is turning into an NFT ghost town. This is this is how they're being described by a coin, coin Telegraph. I think that's a little bit harsh, but maybe not on the numbers when we read them. So, so daily volume has plunged 99% uh, from its peak. So notably, the uh, the marketplace pros processed rather uh, nearly five million dollars worth of NFT transactions on August twenty eighth. That's approximately ninety nine percent lower than its record high of four hundred and five million dollars in a day in May. So that was only like uh, you know two three three months uh, be beforehand. So it shows you how how much this market has turned, how how quickly things can go can go downhill. Do I think OpenSea is here to stay? Yes. Am I worried about NFTs? No. It's just market conditions at the moment. And let's let's be let's be real. When when this bear market comes to an end, there, there could be a serious flash sale of NFTs. Don't get me wrong. You've got to do your research on these projects. There is going to be an absolute ton, a ton of garbage out there. Okay. I've given my opinions on you know a lot of these JPEG images and whatever. I, I'm not personally, I'm not a huge fan. Um, what I am a massive fan of is NFTs with a real world use case. I'm talking about NFTs that give me membership to clubs, NFTs that can be tickets for events, NFTs that can be legal documents. All these things I think are going to be huge in the future. You know, I've already got my NFT for um uh, the crypto crypto club. Uh, global which gives me access to the the blacks club in soho to go to uh, crypto meets and network with you know fantastic individuals in the space that makes me absolutely delighted and you know i fully recommend that anyone should definitely look into this project because and look into the crypto club uh, global because these are the kind of nfts you want in my opinion okay because like i said 
real world use case. It, it is what it is. It's as simple as that. It's an NFT that can give you opportunities. These are NFTs that I see increasing in value. These are NFTs that you can own for life. They belong to you. They belong in your wallet. And if your, you know, personal circumstances change, you want to get out of crypto, you let's say you hypothetically you retire out of crypto in four or five years, then then you can you can put these NFTs back on the marketplace and you don't have to worry about them, you know, potentially being some JPEG image that there was some hype about one year and five years later, it's a load of crap and nobody wants it and it's worthless. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'm not totally fudding all NFT artworks. I just want to get that across. I think there's some fantastic NFT artwork projects out there. I think there's some, again, you know, brilliant limited editions of things with the, the right numbers, the right art artists, the right team behind them. You've got to do your research. That's all I'm saying. Be really careful of NFTs. It's an don't get me wrong. It's an absolute minefield. It's a minefield of a marketplace uh, for beginners and I, I i class myself as a beginner i'm not i am not an ex um i'm not an nft expert i know mike's not an nft expert imran on the show when we have quite imran on he's more he's more clued up on nfts a lot more um than myself and mike are so we'll definitely get um imran to you know give his opinions on nfts uh coming in the future but yeah i think could be a great dip buy opportunity just got to get the right projects right hit that hit that money shot now what else has come out well celsius again Daily, daily updates on Celsius. It's all happening at the moment. So Celsius has filed to reopen withdrawals for a minority of customers. Now, I'm kind of wondering, has this come from the pressure of um, we've already had uh, the suit against uh, some investors trying to, to, to get some, some dollars back that I mentioned on the, the last podcast? Now, Celsius has motioned for $50 million worth of the total $225 million held in the custody program and withhold counts to be released to owners. So we know how much um, trouble that uh, Celsius have got into. This this is just an absolute minor, minor fraction of the debt. You know, $50 million, they're over a billion, billion bucks in the hole. Okay. But they've structured their custody and withhold accounts, which essentially serve as storage wallets in a way that still enables users to maintain legal ownership of cryptocurrency. The ownership, however, is not extended to assets held in accounts that offer annual crypto earnings or borrowing services, essentially earn and borrow accounts. The community response to the motion has been mixed, where creditors are happy that Celsius has you know, conceded some of their funds held in its custody program and withhold accounts are likely to constitute property of their estates. However, you know, the, also the community is kind of feeling that the amount that Celsius wants to actually release here, you know, it, it's a bit insulting, to be honest. You know, like I said $50 million. What on earth is that equatable to when you're over a billion dollars in debt? And there's a lot more people that want a lot more money back than just your measly $50 million. So, again, doesn't look good. How this is going to be taken, I really don't know. And to be honest, I would not be surprised if it's not really, you know, respected or even... I mean, if I'm a judge looking at this in the bankruptcy court, I'd, I'd be like, I'd be feeling it's an insult as well. But again, going to be a lot of lawyer lawyers battling backwards and forwards. So just going to, it's all about patience. Just going to have to see how it plays out. Really bad situation for everyone involved. All we can do is be hopeful because what else can you be? That's that's all I can say really on it. What else it's also had an effect on, it has caused the sell uh, token to start to pump back again. You know, that's actually... I mean, at the moment, at the moment, it hasn't completely crashed. Um, 
So when that did initially crash, that's looking like at the moment, like it was a great dip buy. However, could it get dragged back down to those June lows? Absolutely, because I believe it was down around 30 cents or something like that back in June. Rallied all the way back up to uh, $4.50, then got heavily sold into, and now it's now it's back around. So you drop back to dollar fifteen. Now it's back at a dollar sixty-seven. So it's reclaimed another fifty percent. But oh, I mean, I wouldn't be touching it personally. I'm not touching this token. It's way too volatile. It's way too risky. It just reminds me of when you know people were diving into um, cheap Luna when Luna started to you know really collapse under thirty dollars, twenty dollars, ten dollars, eight five dollars, one dollar, and then we know what happened, right? It you know if you're using like not financial advice, but you know, if, you, if you're using some play money, maybe, and uh, and I'm talking like really gentle play money here, and you are, you know, looking looking at the sell token under a dollar and thinking it could, what what could it do? Could it get back? Um, if if Celsius um somehow gets out of this hole, then then maybe it's worth a worth a stab. But personally, I wouldn't be touching it. I'm not going to be touching uh, the sell token. Now, good news for Algorand. So. We know um, much earlier in the year, I can't remember how many months ago it was now, it must have been, it feels like it was about two, three, maybe four months ago, uh, we had them announce the strategic uh, partnership with FIFA, which really pumped the price at the time. And looking long-term, we know we've got the FIFA World Cup come this year. Fantastic news for Algorand. Fantastic scoop. Fantastic marketing partnership. Now, it, it, the news had gone a bit quiet, kind of wondering what was going on with Algorand and FIFA. You know, the, the World Cup's coming up. Are we, are we going to hear anything? Well, finally, we've heard something today. So FIFA uh, themselves today have announced the new the collaboration with Algorand Blockchain to launch a collection of NFTs called FIFA Plus Collect. The collection is going to go on sale later this month. Uh, these NFTs will depict the most significant moments from FIFA World Cup matches, both the men's and women's tournaments uh, from from the FIFA um, uh, World Cup. So we know about fandom. I've talked about fandom a few podcasts ago and I was referring to uh, Chili's and, and fan tokens. And I'm, I'm personally not sure on, you know, how these fan tokens are going to go, but I can see, you know, the positivity of a lot of these uh, blockchain uh, projects um, doing uh, marketing deals uh, with, you know, major, major sporting events. We know crypto.com has already been all over that, probably overstretched themselves a bit, but I think Algorand is, you know, much better uh, suited and you know to be seeing Algorand on the boards around when the when the FIFA World Cup you know there's going to be billions of people uh, watching this event watching all those matches from nations all around the world and when you're going to be seeing Algorand you know on 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 boards around the around the pitch or, you know you know possibly flashing up on the screen etc I don't know exactly um, what advertising they're going to have but I'm sure there's going to be um, some I think this is going to be really really bullish for Algorand now. We know they've currently got the interim uh, CEO, uh, Sean. Now, he said, basically, FIFA's platform, through a truly decentralized and scalable public blockchain, this is the first tangible representation of the recently announced technical partnership between FIFA and Algorand. FIFA's commitment to the bridge to Web3, enabled by Algorand, is a testament to its innovative spirit and its desire to seamlessly and directly engage soccer fans around the world. So yeah, I, I you know I think he's put that really well. I think that sounds absolutely great, and I'm really looking forward to when I'm watching when I'm watching the uh, the World Cup. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Algorand on the screen somewhere. Now, it wouldn't be another week in crypto if we hadn't had a, a hack somewhere. 
unfortunately. And yes, we have had another hack. So this time, Kyber Network, Kyber Network's been hit. So they've offered a bounty following a $265,000 hack on a decentralized exchange. That decentralized exchange was KyberSwap. That's built on Kyber Network. And what they've done is, again, I've, I can't, I think it was like weeks and weeks ago we were talking about a hack and I, I, I thought this was crackers and I'm going to bring it up again. It, I, I, have, I have a strong opinion on this. I, I don't like it myself, but they have offered um, the hacker 15% of the funds from the $265,000 exploit as a bug bounty. That's what they call it, bug bounties, right? Crackers. Anyway, they, they put this out on a, a blog. They've sent essentially the hacker used a front-end uh, exploit. I mean, it's always so vague, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. If they didn't put it vaguely, they put it in like, you know, like technical speak, unless you're a, you know, a hacker or, a, you know, someone who's really into, um you know, computer data, computer science, whatever. I, I appreciate we're not going to understand it. But when they always say like, oh, they just got in through the front end or whatever, you're a retail investor reading or listening or whatever. And you're like, it, it just sounds too easy. You just like, why, why, how, how was this exploited? But we never get to find out. It's just unfortunate. All we can hope, I spoke to Mike about this before on a show. I, I know I have. I'm just saying that, all we can hope, right, is that somehow these projects improve security. What what else what else is gonna happen? But what I don't like is is these bug bounties. Okay, leave leave me a comment in the description below. You know, uh, leave us a comment below rather if you if you kind of feel that the, these bug bounties are necessary because some people think it's a good thing that people are stealing money because they're they're exploiting and, ex and exposing and helping improve the security technology but i'm like personally i'm just like well it's just like saying crime pays right <laughs> and i'm just like it's like oh you stole from us oh you can have some money well done i, I think i think it's wrong how about just nobody how about just nobody steal yeah no is that too easy no it's not gonna happen is it no so let's let's be real until these project security gets better this is gonna keep happening but i wouldn't be offering the hacker any money i'd i'd i'd, I'd rather be um offering money to people to somehow track these scumbags down <laughs> get their money back and then that person can be rewarded not reward the bad guys that's my opinion am i wrong tell me i'm wrong leave us a comment but you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy now before i go i'm just going to keep it a short one uh, this evening just wanted to talk about uh, trading again like I said, all I'm looking to do is uh, currently, you know, build some some trade, um, some short positions rather. If this market does get a bounce, if we do go straight down um, to you know under 18k to test or to test those lows again from a straight line from where we are, then I gotta be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be currently just be um, sat out. Other than the other than the shorts I'm already in, I am short currently on Atom small position. I'm currently short on Matic small position. Was looking to ladder into those higher. So to be honest, I wanted to get more margin in if the prices got higher. If they don't, they go downtown and you know scoop scoop the rewards right. But what I won't be doing is if I start to see some you know significant red candles now, I won't be entering short late. Sometimes just my personal opinion. And again, none of this is financial advice. I don't like to just, you know, jump in a trade, jump in late thinking, oh, it's going, because that's how you get caught out. You get caught out in the gray zone. When it comes to trading, okay, entries are everything. Well, not quite everything, because risk management is also equally important. But once you put your risk management in place, entries are everything, okay? Don't chase entries. That's just, that's just my opinion. 
Um, sometimes you just have to say, yeah, missed that one. That one's gone. And, uh, you know, always look because there's always opportunities. There's always better setups. I always say when it comes to trading, the way you can be more successful and make more money. And I've let, I personally, I've learned this one the hard way. I've learned this one the hard way. Okay. Is that you have to, instead of chasing all the time, be patient for the best setups because you will make, you have more success rate by doing that and you will protect gains because it's not about the quantity of trades you do. It's about timing the right trades um, that you do, because if you just keep chasing it all the time, that's how you're going to take some losses and you're going to instantly um, give back any profits you have made by having a correct entry trade. So sometimes it's okay. It's okay to just let it go. That's what I'm going to leave it with. And I'm going to say also, you know, no stop loss, no trade. Always hear that. Please use risk management. Now, again, I said, got up to 1,350 subscribers. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for the support. Again, if you've enjoyed the content, go ahead and smash that like. Great news coming next week. I've confirmed we've got you know, an interview with a, a YouTuber. That's looking like it's going to be Tuesday now. So just got to confirm a time for that, but really, really excited for that. That's something to look out for. Also, hopefully we're going to have Imran's internet back on ne online next week. So we'll be looking to also launch uh, the podcast portfolio and we've got live streams coming. Uh, could we have the first live stream potentially at the end of next week? Very possibly. If not, I'm sure there'll be the week after that, but it's it's just around the corner, folks. You've got all that to look forward to. I'm really excited to be in live on the air uh, with IK, with Mike, and uh, yeah, seeing people drop into the chat. And uh, I think it's going to be really fun. So look, look out for catching us on that. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you all in the next one.